0: Hi everybody, I am Mike, and I am Shane. We do a podcast called the Mike on Much Podcast. You can get it on YouTube, iTunes, Google Play, SoundCloud, and uh, much.com.
1: But we're doing something kind of weird here, right? Because this one is going to actually be part of the pod now?
0: This is going to be an episode, so you might be listening to this on SoundCloud. Uh, At this very moment, we're on Facebook Live, uh, but recording this for iTunes and all the other platforms we're on. So for the first time, this is going to be a bit of a bonus episode. And the reason we did this is because uh, last night the Oscars uh, were on TV. Some stuff went down, uh, mm-hmm. and immediately after, Max sent us like a group text. Yeah, he was very excited.
1: Uh, like 1 a.m. Just assuming we're still up at that time. Like, guys, uh, we got to get together. We'll do a pod after work. Or uh, do a Facebook Live. It was it was almost like he was on drugs or something. <laughs> Didn't it seem odd to you? Explain Max. Oh, and oh, Max. Who is Max?
0: Max. Well, Max is the singer of a uh, very popular uh, band, Arkells. Uh, and he's also the producer of this pod. So uh, in his sort of producer mind, he saw what went down at the end of the Oscars last night and immediately started being like, we got to talk about this mm-hmm. because obviously it's a once-in-a-lifetime event. Um, but he couldn't be here right now. So it's just the two of us. No. Well, he was up all night on drugs. Right. So, yeah. <laughs> um, No, that's not true. But he was very enthusiastic. Mm -hmm. Okay, so, uh, first of all, Oscars. Shane's our pop culture aficionado, Uh, so you know you were watching. He's made an effort to see all the films that were at the Oscars this year. We've been talking about them leading up. Yep. Um, And every year, Shane, for like about a decade, we've gotten together and done like an Oscar pool. There's like a party. Mm -hmm. Money gets spent. Uh, This year we weren't. Uh, Well... Last year, we were all living in Toronto. Yes. So we had a party
1: at actually our, our friend and boss's house. Yeah. And I won that pool. You did. And so I, once you get a taste of the victory, you do not want to lose. Mm-hmm. So I was actually looking forward to taking your money this year. <laughs> I did end up winning the pool again, but Mike didn't show up. And Mike's one of the, uh, I, I think, my main competitor. So it was very easy to win without you there. Like, if you and your brother Greg were there, I'd get a little nervous, but I was pretty much just chilling and counting the cash at the end of the night.
0: (laughs) Um, Well, anyway, I mean, aside from all of the betting and everything, and Mm -hmm. did you win at the last minute? On No, I lied to make it seem interesting. Oh, I was like, that's crazy. I know. Um, I acted like, because as everyone knows by now, uh,
1: Moonlight ended up kind of unceremoniously winning in le- the sh- shocking fashion. Yeah. But I acted like I had just won my pool by voting for Moonlight, which would be an awesome moment in an Oscar pool if anyone had Moonlight, and that was the
0: clinching vote. Totally. Just to see the room change if there's a lot of money on the line. But. I, well, we did see a room change because that room uh, at the auditorium last mm-hmm. night changed big time. But before any of that, what would you think of uh, Jimmy Kimmel? Oh, he's, he's great because he doesn't waste a ton of
1: time with, uh, like an opening number usually eats up a lot of time usually they're very good but he's kind of just like a personality dude like he comes out there and he just he's just funny yeah, he's not
0: effortlessly like, funny he's not like a song and dance man or like mm-hmm. a, sort of like a vaudeville guy like Jimmy Kimmel or sorry Jimmy Fallon will sort of do a bunch of stuff in some ways, they opened with Timberlake doing the Can't Stop the Feeling yeah. song. That kind of was the opening like dance number that kind of mm-hmm. set the tone. And then he just came out and he was kind of himself. Like but I didn't said. think
1: it was overly long, you know, the no.
0: troll song or whatever. Yeah. I, I, well, just in general, the show seems to drag. And I don't know what it was about last night, but it actually felt like it moved. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if it's because... And I don't know. What you think of his bits? The, first, let's start with the candy.
1: Uh, it just seemed like a sponsored... Thing right. which I didn't think he was behind it, so right. I, thought, I thought that was fine and fun. Like I, I wasn't like laughing my ass off when those parachutes came down. Right.
0: But Did it get eventually get annoying seeing the parachutes come down? N-
1: not to me, no. Right. I liked when. Uh, that little kid, he held him up like Simba and did the, the Lion King song. Yeah, yeah. And he's yeah. like, drop the Mike and Ike's.
0: <laughs> so I was like wondering if Mike and Ike had paid the kid beforehand, but no, it's a good question. Mm-hmm. They're all in on it. Yeah. Um, okay, and then obviously the, the bit that everyone was going to be talking about before the ending of the show, uh, the uh, tour bus bit with the like the regular people.
1: Yeah, it's kind of strange though because who? Like, I was suspicious of it great idea in theory but are you going to get true oscar fans like who takes a tour bus a hollywood tour during the oscars you clearly don't give that much shit about celebrities so are the people going to be that excited when they're meeting all these celebrities so although they were interesting characters they clearly weren't that in awe of all the celebrities they were meeting like the guy was literally kissing everybody's hand like it was just some girl at a party or something
0: <laughs> like it was it was it was kind of weird i did enjoy it though yeah okay so that's a good point so you're saying if these people were really like true cinephiles or cared about uh, yeah. hollywood culture they would be somewhere watching the oscars and
1: the least likely place to find a celebrity is during the oscars all the celebrities are literally at one place that's gonna be the shittiest hollywood tour of all time if the idea is to sightsee and be like hey there's hugh jackman well, right. Hugh Jackman's tap dancing at the Oscars Well, Hugh
0: right wasn't at the Oscars. They might have saw him he at was a He in the crowd. Yeah, he could have been. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, but maybe they're on vacation. It coincided. How much vetting do you think happened so that they weren't putting, you know, maybe people that could be dangerous next to all of these A-list stars? Yeah,
1: that's a good question. I, I really want to know the, the mechanics? process. Yeah. Yeah. Like how they know
0: someone's not going to swear or do something outlandish or, you know,
1: potentially hurt one
0: of the celebrities. Sure. Um... I think that Jimmy got really lucky with Gary from Chicago mm-hmm. and his wife, Vicky because they were such expressive people and were like very kind of like, I, you know, I think they seemed very ordinary and real mm-hmm. in a good way. Do you think there's any chance that they were actors? No, I, I think people
1: who take those tours are kind of a stranger breed anyways. And I wouldn't say that that Gary guy was ordinary. He almost, with a slightly different personality, you might think he was homeless. Like he was wearing those huge long shorts that could double his pants.
0: That's what that's what tourists look like. Really? Yeah. Go around and man.
1: I at first I was honestly thinking he may be a homeless dude. <laughs> which, you know, I thought was made it real. Right, right. If he was too put together or too commercially viable, it would seem like a bit of a like there were plants, yeah. But I, I do
0: think that helped a bit a lot. I thought he was great, uh, hilarious. Yeah, I think everybody felt very like to me. It felt authentic. Like mm-hmm. the couple that was, yeah. uh, they just got married there on their honeymoon. You know, they they felt real. She had the funny name. Uh, I remember he had the exchange with her. Yeah, rhyme with jewelry or something. Like yeah, that. yeah, it was like jewelry. And, yeah. then, and then the boyfriend or the husband was like Colin or something, or Patrick. Patrick. Yeah. yeah, anyway. Anyway, that bit worked for me. Um, was there any sort of upsets or interesting speeches or awards before we get to, obviously, the grand finale? I wasn't expecting Sing
1: to win for short, animated short. Oh, really? So that was a bit of a an upset to me. You... Not that I watch any of them, but I research, like most people do. If you're doing a pool and you want to win, you have to research the shit out of it, look at the Vegas odds... You know, make informed decision. And none of them said sing. So when that one won, my my jaw kind of hit the floor because the way we did our pool, which is kind of stupid, everything <laughs> was worth one point. Or oh. sometimes the lesser categories, like sound mixing, you might give it two or three points and like the big ones are worth five. Yep. So we did it kind of strange. So I was. So worried, everything was
0: worth one. Yeah. Including the big awards? Yeah. It was wow. kind of like
1: playing American in basketball. Yeah. You know, so.
0: Weird. Uh, mm-hmm. So... That was a surprise to you. Was it surprising that uh, Casey Affleck won over Denzel?
1: Uh, no, the, it was toss-up, either or. I think Casey, You thought it was a
0: 50-50 play? Yeah,
1: so what I fill out four sheets. Like I like to guarantee I'm going to win. So on one sheet I put Casey, on one sheet I put Denzel. And same with uh, Isabel Hubert. Yeah. I thought she was she not a been... coin flip, but she, if she won, I
0: wouldn't have been surprised. So I did the same thing. Right. So you, you thought it was between her and Emma Stone? Yes. So what did you think of Casey's acceptance speech? Uh, I, well, I was looking
1: for more controversy because I heard he did a thing at the Golden Globes where he read like a, a bunch of critics' reviews. Oh, really? I'm not sure if that's accurate, but someone was telling me at the party that he did that, and I thought that would have been very interesting. That's fine. I thought his speech wasn't that great.
0: It was fine. Mm-hmm. Well, when he, it looked like Ben Affleck was crying, though. Yeah, yeah, I like seeing he, that. When he quoted the song, He Ain't Heavy, He's My Brother. Did he do that? Yeah, he's like, Ben... You ain't heavy. The volume was too low at this party. That was another
1: problem. Oh. People are chattering. I'm kind of like, shut the fuck up. But you can't do that. I'm at the boss's house. I'm like, You're taking his money. Yeah.
0: Um, okay, so. But now, I do think, uh, just for uh, yep.
1: history, that's the first time a brother team had won Oscars and especially in different categories. I don't think that's ever happened before. Like, Ben's never won for acting. Really? He won
0: for uh, writing and directing. That's pretty good. mm mm-hmm. uh, Was it, did Jimmy make the joke about, uh, somebody made, I thought, a funny joke about Casey Affleck playing like a, sort of like a quiet mumbly guy from the outskirts of Boston who's living in the shadow of his older brother. Yeah, what a stretch. What a stretch, yeah, that was yeah, great. that was awesome. What did you think of the uh, continuous Matt Damon feud uh, going back and forth, going back to that well for that gag?
1: I liked, I liked the bit. I thought it worked, and uh, I liked when they were doing the thing where they played the music off. I just don't think they needed to cut to Jimmy doing, doing the it. Because like, we get it. Jimmy's orchestrating this. We don't need to see that. Yeah. We... So that went a little long, but sometimes you've got to appease the hacks who are like, what's happening? That's an error. Like, you know, older people or people <laughs> just don't get it.
0: I like that. Like, okay, Jimmy, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. like my mom would love that. Right. And think it might be a mistake until yeah. she saw Jimmy with the conductor stick. Such a hack, mom. Um... Okay, so and I loved the, the We Bought a Zoo bit. where they- Oh, that was one of the, the best bits. I've so heard. do you think that the Shirley's Theron and the Seth Rogen bits were solely there to set up Jimmy's punchline?
1: No, but I, I definitely think it helped, obviously. Right. Yeah, I, I thought that was amazing, like We Bought a Zoo. It's just such a ridiculous title. And just
0: him earnestly talking about why mm-hmm. every time he comes back to this film to watch it was so funny. Michael J. Fox. And how you can see him trying. Yeah, yeah. totally. Uh, Michael J. Fox, Seth Rogen. That was a good moment. Some Canadian content.
1: Yeah, I knew. I kind of knew that was going to happen. Right. Because Jimmy the had done a uh, bit with Michael J. Fox and Christopher Lloyd before, where they brought up the car. Oh. So, so you know. yeah. Okay. I won that bet also. Was there
0: any other comedy that jumps out to you? <sighs> Just
1: the greatest thing ever happening, which lends itself to a lot of comedy, which f-ing up the best picture.
0: Insane. Insane. Okay, so everybody I'm sure has watched this. You know what happened. Warren Beatty and Faye Dunaway uh, get up there, and he's confused. And I really thought he was kind of milking it and doing a bit. And I was – yeah, and I, I don't really like when someone's doing that. Oh, me either. It's not your moment. Mm-hmm. You know, just like you got to play it straight. Like do your comedy – Before you get to the, it's like, it's open season for that, you know, minute and a half you got, but then the minute you read the nominees and it's time to open the envelope, you got to play it straight. I watched Mm -hmm. Kevin Hart do that at one point too. I can't remember where it was. I think it was the Golden Globes. And it's just like, you can't really mess around once it gets to winning time. No. Because it makes the room uncomfortable because there's a tension, right? It's just not funny. It's not. And it's mildly selfish. So I think that's what Warren's doing. And he's like old Hollywood. And he's like, I'm going to be a bit of a rascal and even she Faye Dudenway I felt like she was getting like she's like you're abominable or whatever she said like she started feeling like come on Warren yeah but as we all know now he was just confused Mm -hmm. and he and I think the gears were turning and he's going actually we'll get to the postmortem after he kind of threw her under the bus a little bit because he's like I'm not f***ing this up you read it dear (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> you
1: read it, dear. Well, I She's
0: like, you cad. And then she's like, la la land. Yeah. Like, and she didn't really read it. I think, like, well, I've now watched like this footage like 20 times because mm-hmm. it's so fascinating to me. I think he is confused. You see him look off to the producers at one point, and then he shows her not to hear her to read, but I think he just wanted one other person, like a co pilot, to just confirm yeah. I'm about to halt this show and say that we have the wrong envelope. Mm-hmm. I just want her to kind of give me confirmation that that's wrong. But she just saw La La Land and thought, because he was screwing around so much, we just need to get on with it. She just blurted La La Land. And then you can hear the audio mm-hmm. after where he goes, it said, it said Emma Stone. And she She's goes, like, what? She goes, what? And then, and then <laughs> the, they, the VO they kicks the in. Mic, yeah. yeah. It's like, La La Land is one. It's seventh. Oh, whatever. Okay, so in the moment, we didn't get any of this, right? You just think La La Land wins. We thought mm-hmm. Warren was being a bit of a cad and kind of milking the moment. Uh, La La gets up, first producer that Josh, uh, I can't remember his name, but. The bald Dude. Yeah. He starts going, then the second guy goes. Oldie. You start. <laughs> I like that you have names for all of them. Uh, and did you notice headset, like walking in of the course, background? Of course. That's the first thing. I was like, what are they doing back Why there? Why is our there headset mm-hmm. guy back there, right? So the Spidey senses start tingling, and Dan and I are like, we're watching it. And then you start to see, like, it kind of like, ripple through. And now, obviously, a part of this is kind of. How much of this is... I'm thinking I saw it because I've watched it 10 times since now. But you start to realize something's wrong. Yeah. What are you guys thinking at your Oscar party?
1: I did. I thought they were... Uh, two, people were, like, rushing the stage. You know, after, like, a Super Bowl victory, a lot of fans just feel like they can just run on the field and not get caught. So I thought maybe extra people were coming on stage. like, get that guy off the stage. And I thought they were, like... Crowd control. There was maybe a shirtless dude. You know how they're streaking at soccer games? I thought maybe yeah. the guy had, like, a advertisement on stage or something and they, they don't give it credits.
0: Yeah. It was the kid from Lion. It just said Mike yes. and Ikes. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, but, okay, so you thought it was crowd control.
1: Yeah, and you, and they don't want to show it on camera so, so they were like isolating it. Yeah. And then I I see that the, the guy showing them, like it was kind of a funny, blunt thing. He's like, look, you didn't win. Yeah. And then the guy who's about to go up and give the speech, he sees that he didn't win but he still chooses to go up and give the speech. It's his moment, man. He's like now or never, <laughs> and then he's and like really soon, never. He's
0: like, and uh, we didn't win, by the way. Yeah, I know. It's I'm like, like yeah. you knew that before you started the speech. <laughs> well, the funny thing about the way that whole thing was handled, and it was chaos, mm-hmm. right? And in chaos, you don't know like who's going to come out looking good, who's not. And I think a lot of people ended up coming out fine. I actually think Warren ended up coming out all right. Mm-hmm. I think that that Josh, I think Hurwitz said, I don't know how to say, this. so mm-hmm. he ended up the guy that basically took control, where he was mm-hmm. like. We didn't win. Moonlight won. He ends up holding up the thing. Yeah. I
1: like but he wanted to like totally take the moment. Like Warren's about to tell him. He's like, give me that. He's like, Moonlight won. Yeah, yeah. Like, 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 like Warren's like, you've done I, enough, I, Warren. Yeah. And it's
0: like, and but what I was going to say is I think that the one guy that didn't come off great was the guy that finished his sentiment. He goes, oh, and apparently we lost, mm-hmm. which just seemed kind of like, there's a more <laughs> grace. Like it's like really bitchy. Like I can get that way sometimes when you get, like it was petulant. Yeah. Which is fine because it's like extraordinary circumstances, but I think everybody else under their circumstances handled themselves well. Jimmy, you could tell, was just waiting like, "What's my line?" Like, "What's?" Because mm-hmm. if you're him, it's like th- that's like a once in a sort of millennia opportunity. How do you think he handled it? I mean, he made the Steve Harvey joke. Yeah,
1: I thought I thought it was great, and uh, I like how he, which no one else would do, he kind of dismissed it as just an award show. It's like at the end of the day, guys, these are just awards. Like, let's cares? give everybody awards. He I hope
0: you obviously could all take uh, Oscars or whatever. Um, but he,
1: But at the, at the very end, after that,
0: he said, this is just an award show. Oh, that, yeah, that exact yeah. line. Oh, yeah, yeah, that was good. What did you think of Warren explaining himself? Like, basically holding up the process, like, I just need to explain myself. I got nervous because I was like, oh, Warren's old. You know, maybe he's not all there. I, yeah, but he. I
1: think it was necessary. Because he had to. You're confused as the audience, and it makes total sense. Like, it wasn't just an old guy snafu it was like La La Land was slated to win. It was pretty obvious La La Land was going to win. It would have been shocking without all the f*** ups if Moonlight had won, which it obviously did. So when he saw La La Land, what's going through his head is, oh, they screwed it up and put Emma Stone. That's the typo he's thinking. He's thinking in all probability it's... La La Land for Best Picture, but it says La La Land, Best Actress, and he's like, okay. That's I would have done the exact same thing. Yeah, well, so Any uh, other film I wouldn't have, though, I would have questioned whether it was a mistake.
0: The post-mortem essentially is that the people that tabulate the results, I think like something Ernst and Young or I don't know, Price Waterhouse, yeah, no, it was the other one that was probably loving everything about this. So Price Waterhouse, uh, they have two accountants, right, mm-hmm. and they have two uh, briefcases with identical uh, winners on them. They're the only two people that know them, they commit the winners to memory, and then and they go to two sides of the stage and because they don't know which side the producers are going to send like the different celebs out so if Leo comes out of the left side of the stage to announce best actress he gets the best actress envelope this woman's waiting on this side of the stage or whomever it is out of the accountants um, and then so when Warren comes out this side she needs to give him the best mm-hmm. picture envelope somehow the, and I don't know if it was her or him her or the guy, it's just the guy made the statement so I assume it was, you know, because mm-hmm. it's a girl and the guy that does it you can look all this up she obviously gave the wrong envelope. She gave the envelope from the category before. Women, man. Nobody <laughs> looked at it. Um, and, uh, and that's how it happened. Now, like you said, what Warren did in that moment, I don't know what anybody else would have done unless he just said like, and hindsight's twenty twenty. listen, like I have the wrong envelope, which would have sent a gasp through the crowd mm-hmm. and been a moment in and of itself, but it would have been probably better than getting a whole wrong movie up there. To accept
1: yeah I think the awkwardness of saying wrong envelope just the, the probability of it being La, La Land outweighed the risk of saying that it's a wrong envelope it's a good point you know I mean that's what runs through your head
0: and then there was like a great I mean and then it ended up being kind of a great moment so two things with Moonlight great moment to like have Moonlight be shocked but it also because of the f- up robbed Moonlight which like you said was such mm-hmm. an upset for Best Picture anyway That would have been a great moment where I think people would have been like shocked and like, that's amazing that Moonlight Mm -hmm. won Best Picture. I think it's a better moment for Moonlight now. No one is ever going, like, who
1: won Best Picture three years ago? Right. No one's ever going to forget that Moonlight won Best Picture. And it was such a controversial, weird, cool, interesting way to do it. And I don't think their speeches got... uh, Stepped on. They were just discombobulated.
0: Everybody Mm -hmm. was very out of sorts. Yeah. Um... And then the aftermath, obviously, like a million, you know, memes, because dude holding up the the Moonlight envelope is the perfect frame for now everybody to like Photoshop over it, like Mm -hmm. Lemonade by Beyonce, which should have won, you know, like it's, it became its own thing. Did you see anything in particular that made you laugh? No, I was
1: actually expecting a lot of like inappropriate memes, Mm. like the, like uh, I've got a friend who posts a lot of weird stuff so i was kind of glad that it wasn't like uh oh of course the black guy steals it from the the white people or something like that oh gotcha like those you know you see those ones that are really out of left field just super
0: yeah inappropriate Mm -hmm. i saw uh billy eichner from billy on the street had a really funny tweet uh where like literally within like five minutes of the mix-up he in all caps is like if anyone from the in memoriam is still alive please let us know like out of things that they actually screwed up yeah (laughs) Oh, that's something to talk about too. And then yeah. it, it turned out somebody from the immemorium is still alive. Who? So this woman—did is that what you guys are talking about? Or they used gonna- they used somebody else's photo. It was uh. a, so it's so this Australian costume designer, four times nominated, mm-hmm. like the piano, some other movies made in Australia, uh, had passed away. And Australian producers that her photo was the one that was used. So they had the name and the like the, the occupation right, but they used the wrong photo of like a female Weird. producer, yeah. And no Bill passed then. Uh, no, but Jen Aniston said Bill Paxton off the top. Yeah, but you got to show a picture. You room, know, they edit the pack. They're gonna call the editor in to. to I don't him know. In. They it's timed. They didn't put. They put Prince in.
1: No David Bowie, and they put David Bowie in last year when he did the last minute
0: death thing. Yeah, but Paxton literally died less than twenty four hours before the Oscars. Still, like
1: you think editors they can put it together. Yeah, true.
0: But in, you know, get a timeout mm-hmm. the song. It wasn't timed out that perfectly. I was paying attention to it. <laughs> Did you know that Carrie Fisher would be the, the hammer, the final image?
1: Yep. Yeah. But I was still a little surprised that they mentioned Bill and not showed him. Gotcha. Because that I means think, they're not going to show his picture next year.
0: I think they will. Yeah? Yeah. Okay. Um, anything going on? Any, anything else? Anything else about the Oscars that you, uh, you wanted to bring up? Do you think it covered it all? Dan, was there anything that you thought went down? I think you covered most of it.
1: Okay. Yeah, like is this worth it? Was this as interesting as you had hoped, Max?
0: (laughs) Like, I feel like I'm letting Max down. Oh, hey, listen. It was the most, you know, unique and extraordinary thing that... Well, this is something that I tweeted late last night, is we're living in an insane time where... Like, we've been a part of a string of events that have been so unique Mm -hmm. and implausible, like Trump's victory, that Cavs championship, you know, Mm 3-1 down, uh, the Patriots win, which was nuts. Yeah. That, That... the World Series where you had that home run and then it goes to extra innings. Like, It's like this confluence of events are happening. The way things have happened, I would say, over this last year or like 12-month period, if you were to take any of those events isolated and write them and put them in a movie, in a piece of fiction, an editor would be like, it's, it's too unlikely. Like, No one's going mm-hmm. to believe it.
1: Would you say truth is stranger than fiction?
0: This year, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Do you
1: remember when Kevin Garnett won the championship and he yelled, anything is possible?
0: I do. It's true. Kevin Garnett was right. All right, we're going to wrap up. We're done. Thanks for joining us on a Monday, and we'll see you next time if you don't dine in the week.